What's up, everyone? And so for this week's episode, I usually give you the breakdown of what the movie is. Well, there's not a movie this week. This week, we're doing a roundtable discussion about just all things horror. Hey, man, you want to watch a movie? What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Semi-Social Movie Club. As always, I'm Cody, alongside the co-host with the most, the Velociraptor Wrangler himself, AJ. How's it going, buddy? Doing good, man. How about yourself? Doing great, brother. But we're here for a horror roundtable of pretty much everything you can think. We're going to dive into some stories, hear everyone's uh, perspective. Uh, So, with that being said, we're not alone since it's a roundtable. So we have the ghost host with the most over here. Uh, his name has now been shortened. He doesn't get his second introduction anymore. Johnny's here. What's up, buddy? What's going on? A lot, man. And I would say, you know, the sensation of metal and probably the biggest horror collector I know of right now. I was going to say, Jimmy, what's up, brother? Sure. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, man. So, I brought this up as a discussion I wanted to do. Well, we've been talking about this for a minute, AJ. I said, I was like, hey, every time we do like a section of movies, I want to do a roundtable on the genre. And so the first thing we thought of was horror. Yeah. Well, and that's the, easy, like, the easier one to do. Yeah. You know, you, know, you get a hard press to get a roundtable full of people who are like, let's just talk about like rom coms. Oh, yeah. It'd be, it'll be yeah. a little bit harder. But you know, we'll just get some of the baseball banger boys on here for that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but you guys are the first two people I think of when I think horror in this city. So, uh, that's I, we had to make sure we had y'all on. Yeah, Jimmy's so my like, uh, my sole reason for getting to meet Brad Dourif. And, uh, and yeah, we went together that one time. We so. did, man. We went to and so we met uh, Nev Campbell and Skeet. Um, who else? We saw uh, Malcolm McDowell. Met the Shining Twins. Hell yeah! All kinds Hell of yeah. people. I look back at that year though. Honestly, it was like the poorest roster they've had. Really, because I was like fucking enamored. I was like, this. The scream uh, Sin Hag was there before you know he died. Yeah, uh, Tara Reid was there. Right. I think I've told <laughs> the yeah. Tara Reid. You've told me before. the Tara Reid story. Uh, What's a Tara Reid story? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you remember she had all her shit set up and she looked real rough, right? But she's like as, the uh, as per usual, <laughs> right? Well, it, it, whenever the thing happened with the uh, like her being wherever the. Little Rock Comic Con, and someone yeah. sent me a picture. And was like, "This is Tara Reid's booth," and there was nobody around. Oh I was God. like, "God damn!" Yeah, but, but she get Jimmy goes to get a picture, and uh, she's got all of her stuff laid out. And you pick the picture, and you, you guys know the routine. And he goes up there, and she's like, "All right, we'll do the picture and the the signing and stuff." And he has me his phone, and I go to take the picture, <laughs> and then she's like, uh, "Oh, hey, did you want a picture too?" And I was like, uh, "No, Tara, I'm okay. Thank you, though." Because <laughs> 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 I didn't know I was gonna have to pay for it. And I yeah. was like, "Nah, I'm okay." Damn. I thought you were going to say, like, she was like, do you want an autograph? And I was like, no, I just want a picture. And she was like, oh, my God, somebody's interested in just a photo. Yeah, that was, that's what it was. And she was like, you want this autograph? He's like, no, can I just get the picture? Because it was, like, so much with the picture and the fucking yeah. autograph. He's like, I don't really need the autograph. Well, that's like, because we... He had more enthusiasm to take pictures with the fucking cosplayers dressed up as the uh, the <laughs> puppet, puppet master. masters. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like... Uh, we went to full what full moon when 2007? 2007 
yeah, I think it was 2007. Yeah, roughly and, around um, there. I feel like the the last two times they went to Little Rock after that, the the roster was better both times than the one that we went to, but we still had a hell of a time. Because I know they so, eventually turned into like half horror, half tattoo. Yeah, it turned into like the half and half show. Uh, Full Moon was a one time deal. Because uh, I worked for the company that did that, and then uh, they did the Ink Explosion at Clear Channel. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think they tried to do something else at the river, but. Yeah, that company went under just because of that horror convention. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, we went because we went. That was uh, they had Michael Graves played, mm-hmm. and then uh, Linda we, Blair was Linda there. Blair was there because we met Linda. Um, we met the guy. I can't ever think of his name. The guy that was in that Hills Have Eyes and Michael Berryman. Michael yeah. Berryman, just old school horror icons like that. And then uh, like Danielle Harris was there, and that shocked the shit out of me because I was she was like four foot fucking nothing and I was like what but she was like the nicest human being uh, other than Michael Graves and then the your dad's friend that's in Devil's Rejects um she played like the mom in Devil's Rejects oh like Mama Firefly. oh Leslie Easterbrook yeah, yeah. She's and uh, we didn't pay for anything at our booth since like her and your dad went to high school together <laughs> so he was just like hey what's up and so like she was just like chatting with him and he was like which one are your kids and he was like all of them <laughs> so she just like hey let's take pictures and I was like this lady's amazing hey Joe Bob did a, a thing on his show on Shudder and he was talking about that show and he said uh, I was at a show in Little Rock and Jeffrey Combs was there and he's like hey I want you to meet my relatives and they're all from the Ozarks so he talks all like scientific, and then they're all like, <laughs> "You want some ham hocks?" <laughs> <laughs> like Appalachian, That's wonderful backwoods. I, I didn't even, like I didn't even know he was there. That's yeah, even there. crazier. Because I wish I would have known. Yeah, well, oh which, back then we didn't know who he was. No, so no. Oh, Stuart Gordon was there. Uh, Linda Blair. Yeah, I yeah. was working for Linnea Quigley that weekend, and uh, there's so much. Were you like a like a uh, an assistant. It's like me and Corey Fisher. Everybody that worked at Juanita's, yeah. uh, they were the one that put it on. And uh, Charles Band from Full Moon. It was his convention. Yeah, but which we we met a lot of. Uh, did we meet Charles like directly? I don't no. remember. We talked to a bunch of people that were behind Puppet Master stuff, and mm-hmm. like talking to them. We're like, oh, this is dope. Like hell yeah. But that was that was like my first horror convention. It's my and only I'm, horror convention. I've been. First, and so it was a it was a fun time, man. It was just one of those, and that was like. But it was fun to go and like, get those experiences. And that's like when you talked about it, you were like, yeah, me and Jimmy had those experiences. It's like, hey, me and Johnny did that same thing yeah, just somewhere else. It so. was incredible. I mean, we got there, and I think we had – you had tickets, and I had to buy tickets, but we were going to have to wait in line forever. And I remember some cool shit happened where, like, somebody else stepped out of line for a second. We got to hurry up and go up to this other side and buy tickets so I didn't have to wait. And then uh, we were waiting to get in, and you walk in, and it was kind of like the gold room in The Shining. Like, yeah. it had this big, huge fucking vaulted ceilings, and had, like, gold and glass and stuff and big chandeliers. And uh, and then everybody's booths are set up. And like I said, for you said the roster was shit, but from, like, what I was looking at, I was like, wow, this is, like, a lot of big-name people. <laughs> and uh, then all the vendors and all the shit they had and all the T-shirts and the posters and um, – it was just a lot of fun, and they had all the panels and shit. And we went and found, uh, I think the tall man was there also. Yeah, from well, Phantasm. No. Well, yeah, he might have been there that year. Uh, the first time I met him at that show was 2011, so I didn't really pay attention. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, well, because there was there was Brad Dourif and then Andy. Uh, what's the guy's name? Oh yeah, name? Uh, 
Man, I can't believe I know. I got, I got, I, I just got, got like, you have yeah. the whole shrine over the whole here fucking thing, with yeah. his autograph. And, and when we went and got, uh, when we went and had pictures with Nev Campbell and Skeet Ulrich, the, um, he was fucking impressed by my ears. And so he got to talk to Nev and then Ski was talking to me about my ears. And he was like, wow, man, how long did it take you to do this? And just like, yeah, they're dude. trying to shove us on, you know, and he's like talking to Nev and saying, Hey to her. And we're like, all right, take the picture. Yep. And then he's like, all right, man, you have a good one. Those conversations like shoving us off, anyway, it, you know, it no. was kind of like, uh, Nev didn't want people hugging on her, yeah. but I was just like immediately like, "This is the only time I get to do this." <laughs> yeah, so come like, here, come here. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, we're doing this." So go, same same lines as you. My favorite thing is, uh, my buddy was the singer of My Children, My Bride, and uh, yeah. he anytime they'd come to town, we would just walk to whatever gas station, whatever to get food, and he. This dude at fucking 7-Eleven, well, I guess it's the Easy Mart on Hobson now, was like, hey, man, I'll give you your Gatorade for free if you can fit that through your ear. And he's like, dude, fucking bet. <laughs> and so he took his plugs out, put the Gatorade through his ear, and was like, thanks, man. Was well, that, with it. We, that was at the attic, probably. Yeah, it was. Matthew we Hasty. played with him that night. Yeah. Was, those were good times, man. Not the best venue in the world, but uh, I got good memories. No, but the times were good. Yeah, yeah, the times were good. Uh, yeah, there was a crowd for a show back then. Yeah, there was, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, I, there like was. I said, I always remember being like, we 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 go to the village for bigger shows, mm-hmm. but like, why we I, we lived right around the corner. I lived over off of like Black Street, so I was just blocks away from uh, the attic. So I'd go every Friday and Saturday Maybe. and Thursday and walk over there and then walk back home. Hell and yeah. uh, it was a lot of fun. My current house is uh, my mom's house, so I'd just be like, Mom, I'll see you later. You live straight and down the walk, street. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Two right there. Away. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a, it's weird, man, having those, like, shows don't work the same. I know this isn't a music no. podcast, but it's like, man, I miss 2009. <laughs> like, <laughs> no when this shit. city had crowds, you know. Yeah. Like, go to a show. It's like, hey, you going to low-key tonight? Why? Well, I'm just a random-ass metal show, man. We're just going to go see if it's got a crowd. <laughs> like, never knew what would happen. But, uh, so the first question I want to get into with everybody, and we can start whichever round, we can go round table. So Johnny, we'll start with you. Oh, we'll goody. get back to me. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was the first thing that got you into horror? Oh God. You, you want to start with, uh, you weren't prepared for no. this question, sir. Round table um, chat. He wasn't even ready for it. First. Uh, the earliest thing I can remember is watching like, are you afraid of the dark? Okay. Okay. On Nickelodeon. Uh, that's probably my my that and goosebumps were my my big intros. Uh, after that, uh, my dad had a huge VHS collection. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, and like as I got older, just exploring that more and pulling out random movies, finding all the Universal monster movies, and then later Scream and some. Some of the classics. Okay, okay. So AJ, what's your first? What's what got you there? What put you into that? Into that? Uh, whenever I was about probably five or six years old, my aunt uh, sat us down and put on Child's Play for us. And I had never, I'd watched. I guess I can remember like watching bits and pieces of horror movies from like behind the couch. You know, whenever yeah. my mom was watching, I watched. Um, scream to that entire way from like I was supposed to be in bed she's watching it I was like in the hallway just watched the whole movie and then I was like terrified to go to bed um but yeah she sat us down and I have not had any like full introduction into uh child's play and you know Chucky was just so iconic even at the time um that like 
you knew the name and so i was like oh we're gonna watch this chucky movie and i guess the comedy mixed in with just the the like goofy shenanigans but it was still like bloody and gory uh and not so much like scary but um that was like my first introduction into horror and then shortly after that uh i experienced halloween on my own and the boogeyman scared the shit out of me forever so like you know chucky is like my introduction into horror and then uh halloween probably like my ghost home hell yeah so I guess I better give you back that Chucky doll then. So much no, man. No, I got a new one over there. See, I got a little got Funko. Little... Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, what you got, man? What got you there? I don't know, but uh, I was born in 83, and my brothers uh, always tried to scare me as a kid. And uh, Elm Street came out in 84. I was probably watching stuff like as, as a toddler. So I remember watching that trailer where it's, He's going across the pipe with his gloves, and I was like, oh, that's terrifying. I started having <laughs> nightmares. And, like, we have an alley behind our house, so that opening scene with uh, Tina, I was just thinking, oh, man, there's a silhouette. It was coming off my garage onto the next garage, yeah. and it looked like a fedora. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, man, he's out there. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it's like the the – when he comes down the alleyway, it's like really the first time you see him. And yeah. he's got like those puppet master, like goofy long arms and shit running down. But it's wonderful. And, uh, yeah. I just watched, if you've never watched that show um, on Netflix, the movies that made us, oh, yeah. it's like these little 45 minute long documentaries. And they just did like one on Halloween and alien and, yep. um, and the Friday movies. And then they did the one on uh, nightmare on Elm street and the see like the, the shit that at one point they had that room built that was like on a focal point and they had it all like yeah. weighted out. And so if you had, you know, this weight over here with lamps and bed, you had to put this much weight over here with like a dresser and all that other shit and they could spin it with their hands. And at one point they didn't calculate all the mass of blood, like the mm-hmm. water, the water. And from so the it scene. fucking tossed everything and like came spilling out the sides and shit and it ruined everything. and was a, like a, a big, yeah. Catastrophe. But it added uh, when it stops and the water's on the ceiling because it rolls away, you can, it adds a cool effect for the movie. Yeah. Well, they didn't turn off the um, they didn't turn off the like breakers to the light. So as soon as the water came and hit it, the the light. Uh, it electrified fixture. the water. It went all the way up the water into the big barrels that they had and shocked the guys that it's were like holding a barrel. Cemetery <laughs> too, right there. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Damn. Uh, a lot of reading, you know, I research this stuff all the time. And it's yeah. like by the time those documentaries come out now, it's like, I know all this. Yeah, stuff. you know all that shit. Yeah. But I still watch them. I'm yeah. still like, oh, yeah. let's, <laughs> let's see what information I already know. If there's something new. It's like that uh, with movies that made us. They do toys that made us. And they did a wrestling episode. And I was like, you're not going to tell me anything. I don't fucking know. But I'm going to watch this episode anyway. Yeah. <laughs> You watch it so you feel smarter. You're like, yeah, I, I knew like, this uh-huh, I knew that about LJNs. Let's go. The thing that they didn't talk about was uh, the Halloween episode on there. Uh, Robert England was hired to pick up leaves because it was filmed in L.A. And they don't have fall like yeah. where they it's supposed to be in Illinois. Yeah. So uh, they were covered in all this poison. And he had to bag up the leaves so they could re- reuse them. He was on Halloween doing that. And then really? uh, Nancy's bedroom they used in... Uh, Halloween as well, so oh no, there's shit. a connection with both those movies. That's dope. Hell yeah, yeah. Because I I remember, of course, like you said, it was it was done like San Jose, California, or some shit, or and they they only had three pumpkins 
to use. They're like, <laughs> you know, where are you going to get pumpkins in I fucking mean, the middle of the summer in California? And so they had like uh, big green gourds they had painted and stuff. But they only had three real pumpkins, and Tommy falls on one of them and fucking smashes it. Hell yes. Yeah, I like little shit like that though. I think I think my introduction, like you were, it's close to yours because when I was three. I saw Child's Play for the first time. And uh, my favorite toy was my My Buddy doll. And uh, that changed. <laughs> and so I didn't sleep. Was what my mom, mom said I didn't sleep for 48 hours. Yeah. And uh, until she threw it away. And I saw the trash people pick it up. And then that's when I would go to sleep again. And so uh, that happened. And then when I was like, I think five, she sat me down to watch all the Halloween movies. But she knew Chucky didn't go too well. <laughs> so she was like, oh, I guess we're going to try this again. And then I was never really like scared of the Halloween movies. I was just kind of like, oh, this is cool. Like, I like this one. And that never never hit me then. And then all like more carpenters started coming because like the fog, I'd catch the fog on TV and yeah. stuff like that. And I was just like, hell yeah. And then my mom's like worst fear was Freddy. And so she would never let any of us watch Nightmare on Elm Street. And then one day uh, me and Jessica were just like, why? Like, why not? She was like, well, uh, it gave me nightmares when I was a kid. And, like, my grandma told me the story of how my grandmother made her watch it seven times in a row until she didn't have a nightmare again. She said, no, you're watching it every night before you go to bed. Until my mom just quit having nightmares. (laughs) I was like, oh, dope. So she wouldn't let me watch it until I was like, Eleven. That's how you get quits, kids to quit smoking. You just have them smoke. I'll just smoke a pack a day until they're done. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I okay. Was terrified a dude forever. And then part three came out. We're in Panama City Beach, Florida at a stoner shop. And there's all these like, it, it's like, uh, what's a place on Park Avenue that has all the masks and stuff? Spring It was like that, but a lot more stoner stuff. And they had all these big posters and they had a Freddie in a trench coat and he looked like a teacher, but he was reaching out at you and I was staring at it from across the store, and my mom's like, you can get close to it. It's not going to hurt you. And then I got close to it. I was like, I want this. <laughs> so she bought it for me, and I couldn't wait to get back to Arkansas. I put it on the hotel room. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's oh, how yeah. I overcame Freddy was that night. Hell yeah. That's what's up. But yeah, I think that was mine. And then other than that, it was close to what you said with like Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark. But uh, the first one that I remember, that I can remember fully. Because the Child's Play thing is a story that I was told, basically, because I don't remember it. Yeah. Um, the one I remember is, uh, what's the Billy Zane Tales from the Crypt movie? Demon Knight. Demon Knight. I, do. I was fucking terrified. Like, for some reason, I was just so, I, I hated the Crypt Keeper growing up. I was like, oh, man. Like, yeah, fuck the Crypt Keeper scared the shit like, out of me. If dude. it was too so I always late, enjoyed the Crypt Keeper. Like, I'd, I'd watch the, I'd stay up late and watch the intro of the show. And as soon as the actual story started, I turn it off. I okay, can't tell see, you one like actual story. It would, it I would can come only on. tell you the Crypt Keeper part. See, it would come on after Nitro. Yeah. And the second I would hear Tony Schiavone go, well, thank you. That's it for us on Monday Night Nitro. We'll see you next week with World Championship Wrestling. I would fucking bolt, bro. Like if my mom was trying to talk to me, I'd be like, uh-uh, we're going to talk in the dining room. <laughs> I don't want to have to see the Crypt Keeper. And if I would hear the, well, hello, I'd be like, oh, no, let's leave. We're, we're going. Bye. Okay. Bye. Like I'd, be, I'd well, fucking bolt, dude. It, it always astounds me that it was in uh, fucking Casper when he's looking in the mirror and stuff and his face yeah. changes from like Rodney Dangerfield to uh, yeah. Mel Gibson and shit. And then it changed to the Crypt Keeper. That terrified the shit out of me <laughs> as a kid. I was like, this is, the, the Crypt Keeper and Casper should not go together. But... Well, yeah, I think that was mine. So it was like, I was like, oh, gosh. But, yeah, that was the first one that, like, but after that is when I was like, 
okay, maybe I should like watch more horror movies. And so, well, that's what sparked it really. To segue into another topic, um, because we're talking about all these original big name horrors, um, I've been watching reboots intentionally. Yeah. Like with all the Halloween stuff coming out, and I'm like, well, let me check out all the reboots, like the 2009, 2010 shit. Um, And so, of course, the um, Jessica Biel. Leatherface, Texas. That's like one of my favorites still. So you get the the first and the second one are incredible. But as far as like a good eerie reboot, I like that one. I caught it young whenever I was a kid. So yeah, I was, was probably like 11. That was my introduction to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. 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 And then I had to go back and find them. But, um, you know, I watched, I uh, watched The Nightmare and that's fucking garbage. I remember, like, it's I was at the time, I thought I had seen it, but I had never, <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought I had seen it before, and yeah, then I went back good. and rewatched it, and I was like, I don't remember seeing any of this. This is fucking terrible. But I will say this, and I know this is probably going to catch a lot of shit. Let's go. But um, the Friday the 13th reboot that they did in, what, 2009? Mm-hmm was not a bad film. It's not a bad film. Thank it's you. It's probably one of my favorite Friday it's movies. It's just part one, two, and three all in one It really, it had like a lot of like Easter eggs and like old nods and kind of like you said, bunched all of them together. It really wasn't a bad movie. Yeah, and visually, I'm, it was fucking great. Is it? Is it one, two, and three? No, but it's good. And that's why I enjoy it. Oh, like right. I could sit there and watch it. Same what with the think? remake of The Fog. Like I don't hate it. It's not a great movie, but it, it's not the first Fog by any fucking means. But I would still like, I watched it. I'm like, okay. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not mad about that. But anytime, anytime someone shows me anything from the Nightmare remake again, I'm just like, nope, I'm done. I remember how bad this was now. I can't think of uh, reboots that I liked, except for like uh, Amityville Horror. That was pretty good. Amityville yeah. was good. The, like the Ryan Reynolds one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was good. I watched that one too, and I was like, this held up still. Um, I didn't like Pet Cemetery. The no, that was, that was fucking garbage. So it was my thing is I hadn't watched. I realized I hadn't watched the OG Pet Cemetery in years until the remake came out, and I, I watched the remake and I was like, I really need to go rewatch the original. The, the again. sister in and the then, bed with the fucking like the scoliosis or some shit like that's terrifying. Which and then is just going back oh. to the original, I was like, fuck, this is so much better. Like holy shit, like yeah, like I was like, damn. But it's like because like I left the movie theater. Thinking the remake, I was like, pretty, oh, pretty okay. Like I'd be okay with that. And then you go back home and you watch the re- the original again. You're like, oh, never mind. That was that didn't work at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, brief pet cemetery story. Uh, this last last Texas frightmare, I was in the elevator, just got there. It's like an hour in the landing. I'm like, well, I'm gonna go downstairs get some food. Get in the elevator, or before I got on it, he's like, uh, yeah. He held the door for me, and I get in. It's this tall dude. And we, we're wearing masks, and I look over, and he's like, uh, I like your shirt, Pet Cemetery. That's a good movie. I'm like, that's Victor Pascal right there. And I was just like, dude, you're the reason I'm here. And I showed him my tattoo. Yeah. He's like, well, are you coming to my table? It's like, no, I'm not going to come to your table, and I've got your face right. on my leg. Yeah. You're like, I just fucking got here. Yeah. It's like, yeah, in a minute. <laughs> so, I mean, you guess when you circle back around to the table. You oh, know, we talked right? a lot. Did you? Yeah. Can. Hell yeah. There was him, and I ran into somebody else in the elevator, and it was the first hour. I was like, what is going on? Like, my weekend was already good. Jimmy, like, found the fucking, like, the back door, uh, <laughs> the the back entrance fucking elevator where all the, all the guests gets, go. Well, we have a buddy that he waited in line for, like, three and a half hours or more to meet Stan Lee one time and like paid all this money to get an autograph, get a picture. And then they were leaving 
And they were like, well, I don't want to walk. We'll take the elevator. And the security guard just yells, hey, can you hold the door real quick? And he's like, yeah, man. Holds it. And it's like two dudes with Stan Lee get on. And he was like, hey, man, I like your work. And Stan Lee was like, oh, thank you. It's yours. And like took a picture of our other buddy for free. And he was like, they got off the thing. He was like, you guys have a wonderful weekend. And he walked away. And the other guy goes, I just had to pay $100 for that. And you got it for free. Fucking <laughs> elevator are you kidding me and he was like what's up man it's just how it works somebody always gets that experience yeah it's crazy yeah you get those it dude it happens man. i Plus, had a... my rtx experience is always like that since i have friends that work yeah there. and so it's like oh cool like oh we can i can just use this hallway oh thanks man <laughs> i have like a uh sofia vergata Whenever I worked at the uh, Jackson Hole, Jackson Hole, yeah, ski resort, uh, they all stayed up there. They were doing the premiere of like season seven of fucking Modern Family or something, oh, hell yeah. and they were all up there. And so we're cleaning their rooms and stuff, and it was book day. And we finally get up to like the top end where they were staying. It's like five o'clock, and my job was to go in and strip all the beds and towels first before the housekeepers come in. And so I'd go to the rooms first, and they all knew like downstairs we were up in like uh ed o'neill's room and then sophia was right downstairs so i run down there and i'm going to knock on the door and of course they're all like hispanic housekeepers and they're all like leaning over looking and stuff waiting to see for me to open the door and i knock nobody says anything i knock again it's housekeeping and uh she's like come in and i open the door and i was like miss vergata and she was like yes what and i was like well i was just gonna see if you wanted housekeeping she was like it's already five o'clock and i was like i know we've been really busy today we had to get like a lot of you know other checkouts everything on and she was like oh my god well you come back tomorrow and you do me first all right and she she kept pointing at her fucking hand she wasn't even wearing a watch do (laughs) me first yeah yeah she was like you do me first tomorrow and make sure i get good fucking service and i was like yeah, no problem. And she was like, all right. And she shooed me off. And then I shut the door and I turned around and they were like, hey, was that her? And I was like, yeah, that was her. She's a fucking bitch. <laughs> She's a fucking <laughs> yeah, bitch. they were like, no. I was like, yeah, dude, that was not pleasant. Oh, man, that sucks. Because her husband's like one of my favorite people on the face of this planet. I don't know who her husband is. Uh, did did uh, Johnny say his favorite reboot? Yeah, no. Oh, he did. Um, Come on. So I haven't enjoyed a lot of them. Um, feel it like because i'm like you texas was my first introduction to that and like reboots in general but i'm not a texas fan really at all um how can you not two is one of the best movies that's ever been existed i i enjoyed two but you also know my favorite halloween movie yeah so. yeah that's, that's yeah. your own fault Rip, uh what part seven uh Three. He likes Buster Rhymes. <laughs> yeah. Which, which one is Buster Rhymes? Buster Rhymes H two O. Resurrection. Yeah. H two O is the Kung Fu uh, Buster Rhymes like, all day, dude. Has what Josh Hartnett in it? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck oh, yeah. It's a cast right there, baby. Uh, I will say I because for October this year I watched before Halloween Kills I watched the entire franchise, and I enjoyed Resurrection because how stupid it was. When Buster Rhymes like karate kicks Michael Myers. Yeah, that was bad. And then later it comes back, trick or treat, motherfucker. That's a line? <laughs> oh. It's like, hey, man, they paid you to say that? You sure? He probably improvised that line. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was like, like, I'm going off script, man. They were like, God damn it. Buster. Well, because like H2O wasn't wasn't terrible. And then they just retconned And then you get this, what is it like reality TV, MTV fucking Michael Myers? His, 
is resurrection the one where it's that the the retcon where it's like they was like oh no he didn't die he switched the mask with yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah oh my god yeah hell yes they said yeah, it, was it was the MTV Halloween because his mask looked like he had makeup on. Yeah, as I said, and then it was like the MTV special, like reality TV, and yeah. then uh, and then he when he shit talks Michael because he thinks he's the other dude, and then Michael just turns around and walks away. I so, went into Resurrection going, "This is gonna be terrible," <coughs> and then him he karate kicks Michael Myers, and I just buzzed out laughing. I was like, "This is amazing!" You can okay. bring up the karate <laughs> well, kick to speaking, avoid saying your favorite remake. <laughs> uh, Pry Rob Zombies Halloween. Okay. okay, they're good. They're good. I I don't enjoy. I enjoy the original more than his reboot, of course. But I I I enjoy his two more than his one. If you can get past, in just my opinion, if you can get past the first half, like the first twenty minutes of that uh, of the zombie, I don't care about. I don't care about the little kid. Like I don't. And his whole like mommy and his. I don't care about that shit. Uh, but everything after that, when he grows up, it's a great fucking reboot. I so thought zombies films get tired because it's just gratuitous. Like, yeah, it's just really overly like uh, the language. It gets gets boring. Oh yeah, what it would would wasn't that like? Um, who's the guy that plays on like thirty one and he played three from hell? Richard played the new Drake. guy. Yeah, yeah. Was that not his like first movie? Uh, for thirty one. No, no, no. Um. Halloween 2 I think was like his first movie with Zombie and that dude's just so fucking vulgar like but he no, he gives you that that Rejects 70s before first Halloween wasn't it but he's not in Rejects oh yeah okay. no he was in like 3 from Hell he, he gets introduced in 3, three from, from Hell, hell because he's because he's replacing Sid Heg's brother, technically. Yeah, he's in a new uh, Amazon Prime movie called Bingo Hill. You should watch that. Oh yeah, yeah. Ooh, I'll check that okay. out. Part of the Bloomhouse series. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Bloomhouse is getting its own like service, isn't it? It's getting like a really? streaming service and it has like a whole line of shit. It's I'll doing. Watch it. They they I'll have a lot of their stuff, so might as well. Both last Halloween and this Halloween, I think it was last Halloween. It may have been the one year before. They've done like a series of four horror movies around. Halloween, where they put them out like weekly, and this year was uh, the Bingo Hall one, and then there was another Vampire one. The Manners getting a lot of talk about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I could watch Midnight Mass too. I started that, but I, I heard that's really it. good. It's something in horror relation. But going back to Halloween real quick, I wanted to get because we were talking about karate, and we're talking about <laughs> Halloween Kills. I'll get you guys' opinion because by the time that this episode comes out, we will have already released our opinion on Halloween, Halloween Kills. Kills. So everybody knows how I feel. Um, so yeah, feel? the two of you, evil. Tell me how you feel about. Jesus Christ! I knew it was on the poster, tonight. but I didn't think it was going to be fucking eighty percent of the dialogue. And so yeah, so what what are your thoughts? Because I loved the 2018 one. I was like, fuck, this is a great reboot. Ball water so not evil dust tonight right it, yeah okay. and then this one was what did, where, where do you stand i just like the kills okay yeah that's i can what I told him. basically I like, it. Nope. yeah yeah because i'm already like i said i'm already not a huge halloween fan um i'm not a fan of the the walking shadow yeah so i'm not a huge jason person either i like the more personality like freddy chucky okay. stuff like that uh but I enjoyed Halloween Kills mainly because it was just like it was just him being brutal and, yeah. and killing. And I like that it was an immediate follow up to the first one. Like 
happened within hours. And I love when movies do that. Yeah, it picked up right off. Well, that's what I was like. It went from fucking zero to 100 real quick. If that's yeah. like where it leaves off from one and then going into kills. Um, and kills in the end. Sweet Jesus. And where did he... The, uh, end is going to be... More intimate? Set, uh, at least a year after. There's a time skip. Oh, okay. I just... He, loved, he comes out of this fucking burning house. And all of a sudden, Michael Myers is a martial arts expert and takes on eight firefighters with fucking <laughs> pristine. Like, he doesn't screen. get hit once. He he's like moves, he's catching fucking expert. axes and then hitting this dude and kicking the guy behind him and then fucking gets this guy in a headlock and does. And I was like, where did we learn these fucking skills? Because I, I noticed it has the action movie mentality where like they don't go at him at once it's like one everybody stands one, around and they wait for one to go down before another <laughs> one yeah. comes it's at him it's the chinese circus way of filming of like yeah. okay not everybody you? can run at jackie no, at you. once yeah you gotta, you gotta yeah. get your ass kicked one by one okay i think yeah. they were just going for a kill count oh they, yeah they did have what the highest kill count yeah yeah like 40 something yeah yeah we were trying to keep count between the first movie and this one's like this motherfucker this one night yeah. <laughs> like what is he no, doing they looked all the kills looked good visually well, it was fantastic my favorite two kills is just the fluorescent light bulb <laughs> oh, yeah. good. and then when Which... he kicks the door and she shoots herself that one was I, another I martial arts like you have tactical loud. fucking precision so, to be like kick the, her and shoot herself so the light tube I, I told this story to him, which that it'll be on the episode too. But we watch a lot of deathmatch wrestling, and Phoebe goes, "That can fucking happen." I was like, "That's how Nick Gage almost fucking died, Phoebe." Yeah, you can be stabbed with a fucking oh, yeah. light tube. The Halloween and she was kills. Like, oh no, <laughs> the NECA toy. That's the Halloween kills one. Mm-hmm. Comes with a fucking broken light tube. <laughs> Holy shit! Yes. Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, niece in the movie. Her shitty boyfriend i had been waiting on him to get killed and that was my favorite part of the movie oh yeah well i was like i knew right away when that guy was talking on the stage i was like this is tommy and i was like that's dope but then he got really annoying throughout the movie and i was like i hope michael kills him with that fucking bat (laughs) that's exactly (laughs) what he did i was like i love it Uh, have you ever i'm sure i've showed you this haven't i jimmy i've never been over here well i didn't know if i had shown you pictures but uh i built that replica uh, Michael House. Let me grab it. You don't have to do that. I I've almost bought some. I'm just real picky about mine. I bought a Freddy House, and I'm I'm I want to get a better one already. So that's how I am with like I get dioramas or something. I'm like, hey, this better be good. When it yeah. gets here, I'm gonna be real mad. <laughs> but um, while he's getting that out, um, so for you guys, because like both of y'all's taste in horror, from what I've gathered over the years, is similar but drastically different and so that's what i think so what would you have to say would be damn okay that's a lot bigger than i remember oh, yeah <laughs> i remember you showed me this online i was like can you make me one? Oh yeah yeah and uh, i made that one and i was like oh, i'm gonna make so many more and i haven't made <laughs> so another more. diorama since but um johnny i'll go with you and then we now that aj's back on mic he can go what would you say is like at this moment this very moment, what do you think your favorite horror movie would be? Man, that had a that quite like you were building up that question. I was like, this can go so many different ways. Oh, I'm yeah. not gonna have an answer. I am Dracula, uh, the original 1931 Dracula. Dracula. Okay, what is your what is something that if you could never have to watch it again, you would never watch it again? I know Boy. my answer. What? Halloween um, Resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> That's on, that's on the Kung Fu rotation from now on every year, baby. Here we go. 
Man, I don't because there there's some shit I've watched that like you you should know my answer for it. I'm never gonna watch again. Nah, but I've seen some shit. That's how I feel it. <laughs> there's a lot of shit I'll never watch again though. So, so oh, well now you're putting the headset down. I just want to put this back up. Oh okay. <laughs> I'll just take that. But I can't think of one thing that you're just like fuck. Oh, I that, think never of, again. Uh, yeah, I'll go. I I oh, never want to see any of the. Uh, what the fuck's that series? Uh, I spit on your graves okay. ever again. Yeah, oh, rape, rape, murder. Uh, man, yeah. I that like I love all genres except for that one. Like, dude, uh, that and what's it? Last, Last House, House on, on the, the Left. left. Yeah, just rape. That's all I've just never seen the. Re- I've never seen the remake, but I watched the original for the first time last year, and I was just like, I, I don't even want to watch the remake. Well, that's what. Uh, so my I'm first, done with this genre. I guess my first experience with that genre was the remake of Last House on the Left. And I bought it. And then I hadn't even made it home yet. And your sister was like, hey, I want to see that. Can I watch it? And I was like, sure. And I, I just let her have it. And then like I came to your house the next night. And she just like handed it to me and went, fuck no. And I went, what? And she goes, mm-mm. And I was like, okay. And she just walked away. I was like, oh, what, okay, what happened? So I'd never seen the original. So I went home, popped in, and I was like, oh, oh, this is extremely too long of a scene. <laughs> like, oh, God. Hey, watch. Uh, it's in that genre, but it's not horror, but it's just called Revenge. That's okay. a great movie. Um, try, I might have, I'm trying to think if I've seen it or not. That'd be dope. Uh, but yeah, no, even I, I watched the first I Spit on Your Grave. Yeah. And then I was like, I, I might hate... as well watch the remake. <laughs> oh, there's like five or six of those motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. And I was like, man, that was pretty bad. Let's just watch the whole franchise. And and I did. <laughs> and I I put myself through that and... Uh, Don't want to do it again? N- never. Gotcha. No. And there's others I can think of that are along that same genre where I'm just like... They were almost like underground movies, like August Underground okay. is... Like it's the closest. It's fake, but it feels like a real snuff film. And I was just like, "Why? Why? Why was this made?" Yeah, for people that want to watch it. You ever seen Eight Millimeter? No, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yeah, Nicholas Cage in a snuff film. That no, was a hard watch. So as of right now, AJ, this moment, what would you say your favorite horror movie is? Man, mine goes down as Halloween. Just okay. the. the Michael and Hole and the like the the shape thing, yeah. you know, um, the everything that went into that movie, it hit at the perfect time. It was a very low budget with high yield, made instant classic. It set the ground base for all the other horror that we love today. Um, I really, it's just a good classic, fucking the most Halloween, the most horror driven and like there's barely any blood in it but that's what's really cool too yeah. um but one of my favorite movies recently that like has been like a new fresh reboot to me has been that fucking hell house, hell house was so fucking dude good, have you ever bro. watched that i didn't watch that one i watched haunt which i think has kind of the same thing going on does it i saw the uh, haunt. yes and no Haunt's just because really hell house goes more into like the paranormal demon side okay. haunt was great though yeah. okay i'll need to watch haunt then okay i think yeah, i did Haunt's watch it like but i didn't remember that's much... like the different mask yeah 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 okay 
Yeah, Hill House, when I called you to ask you about it, and you were like, oh, they're fucking great, man. And so yeah. I watched all three in one day, and I told him to do it, and he was like, son of a bitch, this was good. <laughs> but yeah, those were those were fantastic, man. Yeah. What's uh, something you'll ever have, want to have to watch again? I, I'd be okay with, like, never having to watch inbred movies again. Like, okay. Wrong Turn and Hills Have Eyes and shit. Because those also usually end up having rape scenes, and then they're also by, like, inbred. So it's, uh, it's, it's just worse. It's just I was worse. never, yeah, none, none of those movies. I was like, they're always gory and shit, but they never scared me, except for, like, being in Arkansas. I was like, I feel like I can get lost somewhere and have this shit happen. That's terrifying. <laughs> the first Hills Have Eyes is great. Is it, I've never watched the original. It's Wes Craven, yeah. and it's... So realistic. That's why I love the original Texas Chainsaw because it's like that shit could happen. Yeah, the Texas Texas Chainsaw is another one that like that was in '74. That was before anybody else. Came yeah. Along. So they it was just like go from black and white into doing something really gnarly, and it's like that's where Rob Zombie gets all his influences. And, yeah. yeah. I noticed because I've only seen his Halloween two twice, and the girls move into the Texas Chainsaw House. Really? And I was like, that's, of course that's in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So, uh, Jimmy, what, at this sitting moment, what do you think your favorite is? Uh, I don't have a favorite. Uh, I mean, it used to be when I was a kid, Burn Offerings, which is a... I was going to bring that up because you, you turned me on that movie and I've never heard anyone else mention it but you. Did and you ever watch it? I did watch it and it was really good. It's super slow burn yeah. but there's some really fucking eerie parts in the it. The chauffeur, I, he, yeah. he scared me more than anybody when I was a kid. Yeah. But, um, original Chainsaw from 74 and okay. uh, uh, Motel Hell. What else, man? That's still one that I know you've been a big fan of that I've never gotten to watch. They just had the DVD at fucking Walmart. There. I just Motel Hell is Did Walmart. You? Okay. Hell's good. Well, I need, okay. I need yeah. to watch it, though, because I don't think I ever have. Such a weird, weird idea. Oh, yeah. yeah it's it's one of those, like, bonkers 80s movies. Yeah. Man, that's a Texas Chainsaw is one that I want to do one of these, like, documentary deep dives into because I'm fascinated by just that whole – it's so – I I don't even know how to because like the other movies, the other horror, they feel like a movie. This just feels like this some backwoods fucking tape you found and that you like you're not supposed to see. A Texas Chainsaw was just something else. And how somebody who is that? Who cre- about? who created that Texas Toby Chainsaw? Hooper, the, the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toby Hooper. See, uh, what else did he do? Oh, he did a bunch of stuff. Uh, don't make me think right now. Okay, I won't. I won't. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Texas Chainsaw was a fascinating concept. Yeah, yeah and because uh, you brought up it like with Halloween, how like little blood and stuff there is. Texas is the same way. It's remembered for being this super gruesome, like dark movie. There's almost no blood in that movie. It's yeah, it's really insane. Yeah, it really lets your mind just fuck with you. And then you go back and watch, and you're like, man, where? There's none of this blood or yeah. anything. It's very... And that's some of the best sometimes, too, when it's just like you go back and rewatch something. Like uh, when John and them got the rights to do The Fog and they put out the still book of The Fog, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, put that back. Like I, We were at San Diego Comic-Con for the release of it, and I was like, yeah, put that back. I'm coming to the booth to grab it. He was like, okay. So I got there. I grab it. And... uh. He was like, I still don't know why you just love this movie so much. And I was like, because it's fucking great. And then, like, you get home. And I hadn't watched it at that point in about three years. And then uh, I rewatch it. And, like, I had, had described to my ex-girlfriend at the time, of, like, oh, yeah, it's just, like, it'll fuck with you. And it's this and this. And then she watched it. And she was like, yeah, that was good. 
uh, I didn't really see what you were talking about, though. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And so, like, everything I knew about the fog was me watching it growing up and being like, fuck, I, that's terrifying, man. I don't want to get caught in that. Like, holy shit. I don't know, man. I, tr- I tried to. Like, oh, damn. Just for you, I tried to go back this Halloween and watch uh, Night of the Living Dead. And that's a hard fucking watch. Well, I didn't we'll finish it. No, yeah, I had to. <laughs> but, I had to uh, ch- ch- one of my favorites used to be Hell Night with Linda Blair from '81, and yeah, it's a vampire movie, right? No, no. Oh, okay. It's kind of like Fun House, but oh, it's just okay. Halloween night, and they're trapped in a haunted house. But uh, it's just, it's not really haunted. It's this dude messing with them. Oh yeah. Uh, what is? What's one that if you could just never have to see it again, what would it be? What is something you're just like, that was dog shit. I'm done. (laughs) A lot of 90s to 2000s. (laughs) Like House of Wax and shit. All these. these Just polished. I like my granny stuff. Yeah. The House of Wax reboot is really solid. Gabby loves that one. Yeah. What, the reboot? Yeah. We just watched it the other night and Sayla. I I fell asleep again. I had watched it a long time ago, but Sayla. Oh, I watched it when um, it came out. I just haven't seen it. Yeah, she was like, that was a way better movie than I remember. She was like, it's pretty scary. And I was like, I do remember it being pretty solid. Hell yeah. It was just real creepy and stuff. But some of those movies were hit or miss in like 2005. But like I said, the Texas Chainsaw one, that one, I think, did it right. And that's like. It was good. Because it goes goes to mind, like you were saying, it's a slow burn with it. And you're like, God. It's like, but night. Night is forever my favorite horror. Movie. I can't see OG it, man. Night, they man. spent like they spent like fucking three minutes fighting that zombie. <laughs> the first one that's like when they first get there in the graveyard and stuff, and that mm-hmm. guy walks up on him, and he's like, ah, and they wrestle, and then for the there's just like the first twenty minutes of the movie has no fucking dialogue. It's just them in the house boarding this place up and shit, and it's just, I couldn't love it, man. I love it. Even even the Tom Savini remake, fantastic. I loved it. Uh, now the Sid Hegg one. Not great. <laughs> Watch There's the animated some, one. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to. But, animated uh, one. Oh, they just it, put out an animated version. They put version out an animated this version this year. And it's weird because Is it like the same thing? It's just animated? It's literally just almost shot for shot the first one. It's really? just an animated version. And the animation's bad. The, the voice animation's bad. bad. The voice acting sounds so dull. And then you look up the cast and you're like, Oh, she's actually pretty good. He's in this, and but they none of them sound like themselves in the movie. It was it was a hard watch. And then uh, to go back to uh, this is the one that Johnny I've probably bitched about the most in my life. That I was just like, I'm fuck this. Uh, and you said you had to work it, so you you would have had to be there under the Raven's wing. Fuck under the Raven's wing. I will. That's one. If I could like eliminate all knowledge of that movie from my head, I would just be like, good. Thank you for your boring ass fucking movie. I'm not familiar with it. So it was a you, it was a movie on the full moon circuit. Oh, there's a lot of festival. terrible full moon movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, but, they uh, put out a coronavirus movie like two months, <laughs> months into, into yeah. it last Fuck year. Yes, I think dude. I might have downloaded it. I have never watched it. <laughs> but that's like, funny. We went in, and so me and Johnny, we're probably what row four from the front. We got there decently late for our first movie. Because uh, the first one we got to that night was Late Afternoon of the Living Dead. Fantastic movie. It was fucking hilarious. Um, then Under the Raven's Wing, we're like, cool, hell yeah, we're go- we'll, we'll do this. So we're sitting there like, hmm, this is dog shit. And I literally, like, I was like, I whispered to him, like, hey, man, if this doesn't get any better within the next 20 minutes, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And so I literally sit there 
and I, I, I literally, I stand up and go, I'm fucking done. And I got up and walked out. The director was so mad that she walked out behind me and put a sign on the door that says, dark comedy, if you don't get it, don't come in. <laughs> and so... She said to wrote that herself. Yeah, and then, and then like, put she it had on the door. Maybe she had it printed out already. She was like, if someone and, walks uh, out. And then the guys, the movie that we liked the most that night, and I feel bad because I can never remember the title of the movie. Last Getaway. Was it Last Getaway? Yeah. My guy, Last Getaway. Uh, it was fantastic. And uh, it didn't win the House of the Devil or Devil, whatever. It's on Shutter and... Uh, Amazon Prime. It won that weekend, and uh, which I heard it was really good. I never watched it. It's all right. Um, Is that the one that's like the? It, it's like imitates nineteen seventies. Sort of. Yeah. I haven't watched it in a while. I think it was like done in that style of like nineteen seventies. Yeah. But but the guys that did Last Getaway, they hated the woman that was in there that directed the first movie because she had done nothing apparently but go around. Like, the whole thing being, oh, we have this in the bag. Our film is going to win. And apparently she was just being really shitty. And uh, they were like, man, fuck that bitch. And she opened the door, and she was like, all of you are just rude. And he goes, yeah, that's right. Your movie fucking sucks. Move so we can get our movie going, please. And I was like, hell yeah. like, these guys are the shit. And then the movie was really fucking good because that twist ending made me be like, what the fuck? And so, yeah. But, yeah, that's one movie that if I could just never see it again, I'd be like, yeah. All right, well, I have to watch it now. Good luck. What was that series? Uh, eight films to die for. They had like three. Oh, yeah. After Dark. Uh, yeah. Lake, some watch, of them were good. Some of them were bad. Lake Mungo. That was the best one. Lake Mungo. I think was good. good. I just saw somebody else say that. We went to the first festival when they did it at the rave. Oh, yeah. But we only made it to, what, the last four movies that night? Two or three. It was, so we watched, what was the car? Penny Dreadful. Penny Dreadful. <laughs> Holy shit. This movie was so fucking bad. And one of the best suspense... So, AJ, in case you've never seen Penny Dreadful, the whole thing is the girl has a phobia of being in the car. Uh-huh. And she doesn't she can't get out of the car because she doesn't want to touch the car. Um, oh, my God. And so <laughs> it keeps getting later. And so it zooms in on the fucking clock and goes, gung, gung, every time. And the dude, like, three or four rows behind us, every time would just go, 845! And <laughs> we... <laughs> Everyone would laugh, and like that was the only thing that got people through that fucking movie because it was so bad. Those came out around the time, or on DVD, around the time when all the movie galleries were closing down. Yeah. Yeah. And you got movies for like 50 cents maybe, and they had every one of those. So I bought all of those. Hell yeah. I've never watched maybe one of them. One of them. (laughs) Dude, there. So the first series has one of my favorite movies of all time with the Hamiltons. I fucking love that movie it's just a wonderful vampire movie now the problem is i just bought it on voodoo the other day and i don't know if it's gonna hold up but i hope it does because i checked out part two the thompsons and i took it home and i'm gonna watch it uh because i never watched part two and so i'm gonna hopefully watch it but uh yeah like that one was fantastic and then um there was um grave dancers was fine the actors that were in it I Doesn't look at it now as like much. TV actors, yeah, but I didn't expect it to hold up. There was one more from series, uh, Dark Ride. I enjoyed Dark Ride when it first came out, but I don't know if it holds up now because we've had a million other theme park slasher movies. But but Lake Mungo was good. Yeah, I remember. I think I'll maybe you posted one. something, or I saw somebody, and I put it down in my notes on my phone to watch. I think oh, wow. that girl kind of looks like the ring chick, if I remember correctly. But see, I need to watch that one, and then uh. The one that I was excited for, was it series, season two or season three when uh, Michael Graves did that Perkins 13? 
or Perkins 14, whatever it was. And I got super stoked. And then, like, at the end of the movie, I was just kind of like, that was a fucking Planet Terror ripoff, but okay. <laughs> that was great for nothing. Hmm. Oh, I'm going to go watch this Michael tonight. Michael Graves used to live in Little Rock, and I didn't know it till like, last year. Really? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Had no idea. That was my. That was the reason I wanted to go to Full Moon that first year. I was like, "Holy shit, dude! Michael Graves is there. We have to go." And he ended up being the nicest human being ever to me. So I can't. I can't rehash the story because I did it on another podcast, Corey Fisher's. But oh, yeah. I went to that show that night because we were working the event. And uh, see, we weren't allowed in the show. They wouldn't even with our tickets because we were under twenty one. Oh time. shit! Well, Michael Graves playing, and I I uh, went and picked up Ari Lehman who played. The Jason kid in the very first movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. So many stories with that motherfucker. So annoying. <laughs> oh, um, yes. I took him to that Michael Graves show, and then these two dude, dudes started fighting in the crowd, and he's like, hey, we're all friends here, and they, like, wanted to be his ass. Like, <laughs> get out of our way. You know? And then uh, Shawnee Smith from Saw was there, and she was- Saw, too. Well, or yeah, for all the other ones. She there was had a girl. the thing on her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was there with Sean Clark, who- he he uh they're all his clients like all the halloween people he he does a halloween convention in uh pasadena i think is he the guy that does those that uh, we he's, met him that one on, year yeah he, we did he does the like the horror location things yeah yeah, yeah. okay Horror's hallowed grounds that's it um what was i talking about <laughs> uh, michael Graves. michael Graves. oh yeah like uh i go to the bar and here's Corey and sean hood and shawnee smith and they're having this after party in Bryant on on a it looked like a lake, but it's a big pond. And <laughs> it's like we had her so convinced she was ready to go to party with us. And then Ari walked up. He's like, "You ready to go?" And she's like, <laughs> and walked up. <laughs> she was not going somewhere. He was going, bro. We I've... is this guy like. Uh, commonly known for just oh, being dude, a nuisance. So we have our pictures with him. Well, he's got to be we, older now, right? Uh, probably he was. Probably his late thirties when we met him. You said he was the kid. In... He was the kid. He, the one that jumps out the boat. Yeah, at the very end. with the fucking the yeah, thing, yeah. the head thing. Yeah. On. The seven seconds. Yeah, he's made a living off that. Oh yeah, and like oh, okay. and he, dude, he, he has a band. We All of his pay. songs are devoted yeah, like to Jason, Jason Lives or whatever. So first did, Jason. Didn't you yeah. say there's another we guy did. that played on like uh, who is it? The guy that plays in the van guy from. Texas Chainsaw, he's at like every convention, fucking everywhere. The van guy? Yeah, the guy they pick up in the van. Oh, the hitchhiker is a the hitchhiker in the, the first film. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he can live off that. He was a, he was a good character. Yeah. But, I remember we saw Yeah, him. he was... We None of us paid for a picture with the Jason guy. He oh, just, yeah. We were walking by, and he was like, you guys want to take a picture with me? And we're like, <laughs> uh, no, nah, man, we don't have any more money. Like, we're just lying, trying to get to another booth. And he was like, no, no, no money needed. Let's take pictures. And I was like... This dude just wants us to post this shit on Facebook. That's all he wants, right? Yeah. Now. And it was, oh my god, that turned into a twenty-five minute thing with us just trying to like bolt away. And dude, I, I like, took him to that party. We were on the interstate. I will rehash this part because, <laughs> you know, being Christian and all that, I'm not uptight. I don't shove it down your throat and all that. But we're on, on the highway, and he pulls out a coloring box. I'm like fuck you got a coloring box out for it and he opens it up there's a bunch of uppers and downers <laughs> sweet jesus why didn't why didn't i believe that he'd be that guy and he starts talking about like 
so what do you believe in? And like he's like, you know, we're kind of the same. Whatever he was saying, he was. I was like, we're not. We're <laughs> no, not the same guy, my guy. As he's got like a fucking box. I of... left him at that party that night. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't leave him on the side of the road. Thank you. Corey Fisher was like, that dude's annoying. Just, just go. I was like, yeah. And the cops were already setting up like checkpoints. I was like, yeah, I'm out of here. That's funny. <laughs> Done. Bye. What's Can you a, imagine somebody like you're you're a child and you're watching uh, Friday the Thirteenth and you're just enamored the whole time and then you just see him fucking jump up at the end and you're like, wow! In a few more years, I will an- get annoyed by that guy and leave him at fucking parties. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have no idea. But now you have that story forever. Well, that's like the first time my ex had watched Friday the Thirteenth when the movie ended. Yeah, I went. Let me tell you about this motherfucker right here. And, oh, that was wonderful. Uh, it was top of my, my bucket list, and I just flew up to uh, Pennsylvania and drove up to New Jersey. And I did, did the Camp Crystal Lake tour. I saw that. And I did it this time because Adrian and Ari were there together for the first time in 41 years. Mm-hmm. And they were, I knew they were going to recreate the canoe scene. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I got it. I spent like 300 bucks on that shit, but uh, I walked through the canoe. I, I didn't know if I was going to sit in it or get behind it. And she's like, get out of my fucking canoe. And she's a sweetheart. But I don't know why she's freaking out. And I get back there and I'm like, what's up, man? And then I, he's like looking at me. I was like, yeah, the party in, in uh, Arkansas. And she's like, what are you guys babbling about? And he's like, oh, tall stripper pole. Cause I, there, I was like, yeah, that was the party. And that was pretty much it. I left after that. I was like, I'm not going to wait to catch up with him one-on-one. Like, yeah. he'll be, so you fucking left me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, man, so I've been really like, cool yeah. all day, but now there's no one here. It's just, <laughs> why'd you fucking leave me at the lake, bro? It's like, it was a pond, but okay, bro. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, like, both of them are, like, annoyed you're fucking in the picture. Like, you know you're doing this for me, right? She didn't want me in the canoe. She oh, okay. like, get behind the canoe with Ari. Yeah, she's like, you can get in front of it, behind it, next to it even. Just not fucking in it. Hell yeah. That's that's wonderful. I've never thought about just like doing a tour or anything like that. I've never thought about that before. That'd be dope as fuck. It's an expensive hobby, man. <laughs> yeah. Because well, you're a fucking connoisseur collector of autographs and, and experiences and moments, whereas other people collect, you know, things. He's just got a room of experience. That's my problem is I've got, like, my wrestling shit is... A hunt down of like, okay, let me find this, and it's like three thousand dollars. It's like you can go to hell. Yeah, <laughs> like, but that's I you being lonely in the store looking for toys. This man's got stories of elevators oh, yeah, yeah. and leaving well, celebrities see, at I, parties. I've got, my, I've got all my convention stories too, but none of them really pertain to horror as much. So it's mostly like video games and comic books because of packs and San Diego Comic Con and stuff like that. So I kind of backed off of autographs, uh, doing it a hundred percent because uh-huh. I'm like. If I'm not too crazy about it, if I just want the photo, I can get the autograph online later. I don't need it personalized every time. So, right, yeah. And that'll save, save you money and you can meet everybody then. And, yeah. Uh, somebody said this year, like, because I met Eric Roberts mm-hmm. from Best of the Best, and uh, a friend was like, that's the best photo you've ever taken. I'm like, seriously? Like, he was in the back. Nobody was at his table. Like, <laughs> we wait hours for Robert England. Like, yeah. That's like I think the only like convention horror story I have outside of the full moon stuff is a uh, San Diego in twenty uh, sixteen. I went to uh, I was just walking. I went to like a Square Enix thing, and I was walking on my way back, and I was like, I'm just gonna. 
grab like a whiskey real quick and I'll pop into this bar. And I was like, I wonder what I should do. And then I, all I saw was a sign that said whiskey girl. And I went, well, I bet you I can get a drink there. <laughs> so I walk in and this guy like puts his hand on my chest real quick. And he was like, hold on, badge. And I was like, badge for what? You my ID? And he goes, no, your Comic-Con badge. And I was like, oh shit, is something fucking happening around? And I looked down. There was like a screen junkies like thing set up. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, here's my badge, man. Showing my badge. He lets me in. I walk through the curtains and Greg Nicotero is just having like a chat with everybody. And I was like, oh, all right. And I had a buddy that he was on a walking dead like tirade. He had to meet everybody, every producer, everything he could get. Mm-hmm. And I, I drop him a pen. I'm like, hey, I'm at this bar. Greg Nicotero's here. He's signing afterwards if you want to get here. And he's like, holy shit. Bolt's there. But he just starts telling Romero stories. And, like, just having the time of his life talking about stuff and, like, going everything. The following year, uh, the same bar did a uh, George Romero, like, memorial night. And uh, I was supposed to go, and I didn't get to go because this girl handed me, like, a ticket. And she was like, hey, because she saw my shirt, and I was talking to her about night and stuff like that. And she was like, hey, man, you should come to this night. And just hands me a ticket. And I was like, fuck, yeah, thank you. And uh, I don't go because I'm just like, well, I don't know what this is going to be. It's just like a random thing. It didn't say who was going to be there or nothing. I see pictures later that night. It's like Greg Nicotero, Zack Snyder, mm-hmm. like all these people are all there telling stories about George. And I was like, fuck, I should have went. <laughs> like, why did I fucking let you guys talk me into fucking going to the Boom Comics party, man? I should have went to this Greg Nicotero party. So. And you wish you could see like all your paths lined out in front of you. You're like, which one's going to net me the most experience? Yeah. I had, well, I've got stories from the Boom Comics party that spiral for the next eight hours of that night. So it's, uh, it's pretty dope. Hell yeah. Pretty much our, one of our buddies, Joe, uh, just getting belligerently drunk. And it was the best thing I've ever seen. So, Hell yeah. Well, did yeah. you guys have any other last notes of horror you wanted to leave off a, on? I had, like, I was trying to, I had a question earlier, but I forgot to send it to you. And that's how I forgot about it already. But, uh, I'd say, what are you, what's, what is something special to you about horror? Like what is what is something that just like it can be movies, TV, toys, comics, story, just something that means something the most to you. Like when you think of it, like you're just like I'm glad that I got to have that. Uh, probably Halloween Horror Nights at this point. Okay. Because uh, I'm not about meeting people. Um, that just it doesn't interest me. There are. People I'd like to meet and get autographs and stuff of, but for the most part, I'm not a big person of those conventions. But Halloween Horror Nights has, I don't even like haunted houses, but that event has has changed my life. <laughs> Fair, man. Well, you've like, gone, what, four years in a row now? Uh, I've done three. Three, okay. Yeah. And, man, it's getting to see their original horror and then what they do with IPs. It's just incredible. Did you did you go Killer Clowns year? Both. Both. Okay. Yes. I've done both years with Killer Clowns, which were just an absolute blast. Uh, those motherfuckers are big. <laughs> but what about what about you, AJ? What's something special about horror to you? Man, I just think that horror, <clears throat> as a community, is a a really cool thing. There's something about oh, yeah. horror that. Be it supernatural, uh, a big monster, um, the unseen, slasher, no matter what genre of horror you jump into, um, there's that something that it unlocks inside you. And some people know it right away. You're like, I'm I'm not into this. I don't like horror. And then some people can be turned uh, from a young age being influenced. Like it was one of the things that uh, the same way rock and roll and Rob Zombie caught on to me. 
it just it it clicked something at the right time and it was forever something that i was not only going to be interested in but enthralled in and i turned sailor um onto horrors my wife and she was couldn't couldn't watch anything you know barely just always through fucking peaked fingers and now she is a huge connoisseur with me we'll watch every every halloween she'll sit down and just tough out two months worth of horror movies oh, yeah. every night and usually i'll end up falling asleep and she's like fucking continuing clint on. sheets watching but um you know you don't have you don't have drama conventions you don't have uh action conventions aside from like let's say comic-con you know for, yeah. for movies like that you don't have best film in artistic storytelling for martin scorsese conventions you don't but you have horror conventions and they grow and they yeah. are there's they're from like little little tiny convention rooms in small states to you know big national size so i just think that horror is a fascinating uh niche thing that a lot of people don't give credit for like how big the industry is from music movies games everything and it's just something that i appreciate in the uh the ability to put together a compelling story or also just the effects you know if you can make something look really good and you're like how did you tear that body up and make it look so good it's really fascinating so oh, yeah. that's why i've always loved horror the community side because you brought him up earlier but finding uh joe bob and that side uh have you ever watched the last drive-in no so uh, when he does them, he does them on Friday nights on Shutter because they have Shutter TV on there, and they don't ever announce what the movies are going to be beforehand, and so everyone tunes in at eight o'clock or whatever, and he has like behind the scenes interviews with cast and stories and stuff, but he just shows two random horror movies that sometimes they're ridiculously bad, sometimes they're damn good, uh. But they're real big on like uh, Twitter and stuff. So when they're watching them, you're just watching them with this community all interacting with each other. That's how, that's how I am with wrestling. Great. Man. When I'm watching like certain pay per views or something like that, like especially GCW stuff, like it's the whole Twitter community is going at once, and that's why I love it. So Darcy's pretty responsive on there. Oh yeah, Darcy's super responsive. You get like even these horror show hosts like Sven Gulli is like very popular still, and and that's incredible to see because you wouldn't think like uh horror hosts like elvira and stuff like that still she's like, back on do, show doing her yeah show. they're doing yeah, elvira all just came stuff. back yeah so yeah. yeah i mean like i said it's 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 something that's only ever getting bigger and bigger and bigger it's one of the the freshest i would say um takes on cinematic entertainment because everything else but you know maybe the the newest form of cinematic entertainment would be horror and it's just blown up you know yeah. in the past 40 50 years so what you got jimmy what's what's that special thing about horror to you horror was considered porn back in the 80s and it was jimmy loves by porn. everybody and it's it's kind of like the underdog kind of like that's why i loved metal growing up and punk rock and uh like the community and the the horror cons like the the fans and the celebrities you're not what you expect because you see a fan walking up, oh, they're going to be weird. No, they're the coolest fucking people. And then, like, the celebrities, it's night and day, what they are in the movie and what yeah. they are at their table. And I was thinking about it last week, like, because I've made a lot of relationships, and I don't have a goal in this, but it's like, man, this could lead to opportunities. And uh, it's like, uh, well, all the 
fucking women in this genre, like, they're so sweet, and they'll give you their number and shit, and it's like, oh, they gave you your number, or their number, and it's like, I'm not going to call them to hook up, I'm just, you know, if there's a convention that I can help them out with, or be a part of some future endeavor, then I've got that connection. And you just do little things like that, you know, as far as like... Hey, let me know if I can help you with something. And they'll be like, "Hey, this guy was nice, and he, you know, he's not me creepy." Out. Exactly. Yeah. Every time I give my number out to somebody else, they just try to sleep with me. <laughs> yeah. So you be get a those stalker, ends. and I've been called a stalker once, and it's by a Halloween girl. I'm not going to name her, but she's local and she sucks. Really? Like how Halloween, like <laughs> Halloween, the franchise? Yes. Really? She, yeah, she did the. Film fest here, but oh, we'll talk later. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we know who we're talking about then. Well, yeah, and uh, I told uh, Laura from uh, the Jason series about that, and she's like, "Oh, that that lady's cuckoo." <laughs> <laughs> Here's my phone number. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Here, take this. <laughs> All right, Cody. What about you, bud? Uh, so it goes. So mine is. It's weird with it. Like my favorite thing, the things that like were special to me growing up were video games and uh, that movie theater experience. That's what made horror different for me. It was like, I'd go to like, until like the MCU kind of changed that with like now people are like chanting and screaming in a movie theater and shit. But it's like, like we waited for two years for Paranormal Activity when it first went onto the circuit to when it got to a movie theater close to us to finally be able to see it. To where we had a packed fucking movie theater in Little Rock to watch this movie when it finally was like, hey, it's now in 40 movie theaters across America. And we we're like, how is Little Rock one of them? But we'll take it. And so we're sitting in there and like the dude behind us is like, you know, like everyone always equates with like, oh, you have all these tattoos, man. You're fucking like strong and shit like that. This guy, this guy literally in our row goes, well, this guy is ready. Look at all his tattoos. And he goes, fuck you. And he goes, what? He is shaking and trembling. And he goes, I wanted to be where to be watching where the wild things are. But no, I'm here today watching this because my wife wants me to do this. And I'm a little upset about it. And the whole time he was screaming bloody murder and like fetal positioned behind us watching the movie. And uh, just hit space whenever you're done, whenever you read that. And like just watch like people jumping, terrified, stuff like that. And then like. Just, like, uh, I hadn't had a good, like, fantastic experience in a few years, and then Get Out came out. And this was a, this might sound like the weirdest thing. Me and my ex-girlfriend were the only white people in the crowd, and it was the best experience I've ever had because, like, anytime something would happen, they'd look over and be like, oh, I was like, oh, you know it. And, like, we would just, like, all point back, and then, like, every time the big fucking run, man, run. Yeah, they talked to the screen. And it was, dude, it was so fun. And at the end of the movie... Uh, he was like, "Hey, man, we were just fucking with you the whole." I was like, "Dude, no! Like, you're absolutely fine. Like, you're perfectly fine." And it was like we like all like shaking hands, fist bumping on the way out the door, and everyone was like, "That was fucking great, man!" And I was like, "That was good." And like, I we were having that ride home, and my ex girlfriend looks at me and she goes, "Why are you still smiling?" I was like, "Cause that was one of the best movie theater experiences I've had in a long time, and that was really awesome." And like, I just hadn't felt that way in a long time about movie, but like horror always did that for me. In a movie theater, so. But video games, it was just like Resident Evil would scare the shit out of me as a kid because I'd be like running out of bullets or something and then like eight zombies would run a hallway and you'd be like, oh, fuck. And then like I would never like, after watching that, like I never wanted to go into like a room with mask again because I'd be like, oh, shit, dude, where's the snake at? Like, shit like that. So just super special with me like that. So I think that's what it was for me. 
What were there? Any any closing stories from you guys? Got anything? Any cool stories you want to share? And I'd be on this all night long. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Roseblood. Uh, if you liked Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven, uh, they, it doesn't have Kane, but it pretty much has everybody else in it, and it comes out November 29th. Okay. Uh, and I think it's on YouTube, so it, it might be free. Hell yeah! Okay. Johnny, you got anything, brother? No, I mean, no? technically, yeah, I could. This is a subject I could talk about forever. Give me, give me something small then. What you got? Anything? You can't, you can't come to mind right now. Nothing. You ready that's for fine. Ghostbusters? Absolutely. I, <laughs> I usually that's like I gotta watch Ghostbusters in October, but like this year I held off because I was like I could, I'm gonna watch them um, the second week of November. Yeah, I'm gonna get ready for Afterlife. I'm stoked. So I know that we, because like I sold all of mine years ago and then am now getting back to it. How many movies do you think you got right now? Oh, phys- I have no clue. I kind of switch from physical. See, that's how I am. Mm-hmm. I switch back and forth, but you don't think you have a count of how many horror movies you kept even, on you on no, hand? No, not even a little bit. This is a hard question for you because I've, I've seen pictures of your shelves Well, I've before. got three shelves with physical stuff and I got rid of everything that wasn't genre because everything's backed up on a hard drive because I'm a, a pirate. So I have four and a half terabytes of stuff. Hell yeah. It's it's stupid. It's all in category. Yeah. See, that's how I was. I got, which I, I would say the thrill of the hunt is what brought me back but then the girlfriend being a manager and me being a manager anytime stuff walks into either one of our stores it's just like hey did you want this oh, yeah, I'll take that <laughs> so it's not like a hunt anymore of like walking in and being like pop, pop, pop. oh hell yeah well my wife will be like uh, everything's on Hulu or Netflix I'm like no it's not yeah no. Nope. and the really weird stuff like the Up All Night movies that USA would show back in like 1990 you won't find that shit on Netflix no. And that's what I still tell people, too. It's like indie horror is very much still a thing, too. Mm-hmm. And I can't find a lot of that. Sometimes you got to go out and you got to hunt for it. And so I feel that. But I appreciate both of you. AJ has left the room for no one that doesn't know to go talk to his next uh, next show that's here. But uh, it was really good to have both of you guys here to talk about this just because I wanted both of y'all here for this because – I, I, I can maybe think of one or two more people in Hot Springs that would have been perfect to have here as well. But I was like, you two are the ones I wanted to have the most. So I like was, the setup in here, but uh, we should have done this in my theater. <laughs> oh, dude, hell yeah. That would have been amazing. But, but yeah. Part two. Part two. Yeah, part two. Part two. <laughs> all right, another, we can do that. Another roundtable horror chat. We can, because that's a, it's a genre we can all go on about for days. So, but. Thank you all for tuning in to the Roundtable uh, Horror Conversation. As always, make sure that you're checking out all the social channels, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com slash club, and Instagram and Twitter, both at MC. Thank you so much for putting on. Once again, you can find us on all podcast platforms. I know we share that Spotify link, but we are everywhere. Leave us a review where you can. Snap us a screenshot of it. Send it over to us. We'll read it here on the show. And until next time, go out there, be amazing, do something awesome for somebody, and we'll talk to you next time. That was dope. I know, right? This production is brought to you by Vapor Valley Noise Cult.